0: Assalamu Alaikum. Welcome to the Progeny Podcast. This week I'm joined by Mujtaba Masoud, Iraqi and Middle Eastern commentator. He also produced and presented the famous documentary about ISIS that aired on Albay TV. In this week's show, we'll discuss the rise and fall of ISIS in Iraq, the role of Iran in the fall of ISIS, as well as the Americans the protests in Iraq in the last few months, and the events that led to the assassination of General Qasib Sulaimani and Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis. Thank you for joining us, Mushtaba. It's good to have you. Uh, if people don't know, Mustaba is my brother, my younger brother. Um,
1: how have you been uh, following the news the last few days? I've hardly got any sleep, obviously, because <laughs> this is uh, related to... Where where we we're, we're originally from? So yeah, right. <laughs> every minute um, you've you seen updates.
0: Someone asked me once, he goes, uh, you know, you're very active on Twitter and, you know, with the politics. I said, you know, I, I feel like it's a part of my DNA because I'm Iraqi. It's not like I want to. I'm not really interested in the politics, but I feel that because you're Iraqi and that's why you have now... All these Iraqis on Twitter on Facebook and, and social media giving their opinions about things. It's because we're Iraqis and because obviously we care about our,
1: our country. Uh, this is the, was it the fifth decade that Iraq is in is in conflicts now. Um, I don't know. I've lost. Yeah, I've been, been reading that. Yeah. So so if you think about it,
0: the Iraq Iran war. And then the Gulf War in Kuwait, and then the Intifada, if you count that as well, the uprising in ninety one, and then Iraq Iran War, Iraq yeah. Iran War, uh, yeah. Clinton attacking uh, Iraq, uh, Desert Fox or whatever it's called, yeah, yeah. and then George Bush, the uh, the, the son, Junior, mm. and then you know you've had ISIS and so on. Everyone's and had a go, eh? yeah, and I, it's 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 part of our DNA, as I mentioned, and. Furthermore, because we're Muslims and as well as Shias, uh, and now it's affected two of the major uh, populated Shia countries, uh, mm. uh, Iraq, and of course Iran. But I want to first start by looking at, uh, uh, you know, how we got here, that's, that's the truth. And especially with uh, ISIS and and, and and how they came about, because, you know, ISIS again, and, and you done the documentary, uh, yeah. s- similar times.
1: I mean, obviously, with the with in- interviewing, uh, who 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 ended up becoming the the second but, Jihad John was uh, was obviously that at that time that was chaotic, shall we say? We, but we never imagined it would get to a level where ISIS would be able to take this whole city in Iraq and uh, yeah, ISIS. I
0: mean, I c- came about from from Al Qaeda, but even with with I feel ISIS, of course, a lot of people I remember reading this, a lot of people predicted that the ISIS, the war on ISIS would take 10 years. A lot of people were saying that, that, you know, this is not going to be a a short war, but you know, all praise to Allah, Alhamdulillah, we, and we're going to look at this, they ended quite in in a short time compared to the fact that some predicted it would be
1: 10 years mm. well the, the risk is we will, we hopefully we don't see a reemergence of this because of you know what's happening because of you know the, the our distraction and the withdrawal of the US and the killing of the paramilitary forces you know these are vital uh, people who were involved in, in in defeating is and therefore i think we need to be wary about where you know this could this could go on and and the vacuum created from 2003 in that region and the Syrian war means that it's um it's a, it's still a very st- unstable time yeah, in that region yes yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it's unstable
1: times i want to i want to
0: rewind a bit and then go and then you know come to where we are today 2003 just to give everyone that's listening an idea of 2003 americans with the coalition forces uh get rid of saddam occupation liberators that's up to you how you want to you want to put them um and then we have a start of an ongoing um i'd say uncertainty in the first year if i remember in 2003 and then all of a sudden we have the start of um bombings uh, in iraq the most famous i remember in uh, 2000 and um Three was that of the killing of uh, Muhammad Bakr al-Hakim in the holy city of Najaf, uh, and a lot of other people. And then you had the the, the one of the Russian embassy, uh, I believe, was was a big bombing. And then you had the daily bombings, um, yeah. and then all of a sudden we, we had the rise of Al Qaeda uh, with Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, and then that died, I believe, in two thousand and six. Yeah. 2006. I, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, 2006 was when Zarqawi was was killed in, in a U.S. airstrike. But it wasn't over for us. And then we had the rise of, at the time, the Islamic State, um, led by uh, Baghdadi. Uh, no, it was it was Abu Ayyub al-Masri, if you remember mm-hmm. first, and then Baghdadi came in, I believe, in 2009, and they took over parts of Syria. I wanna I wanna start by maybe where ISIS comes into into play. Um, for those that are probably more read into this, ISIS did come about in, or ISI as they were at the beginning, the Islamic State in Iraq, uh, unofficially came about in 2008 um, with someone called uh, Abu Ayyub al-Masri, uh, oh sorry, Abu Umar al-Baghdadi, as well as in, uh, Abu Ayyub um and then um in 2008 9 10 uh i i visited iraq and i felt things were getting better it was only after you had the as it started uh, some some riots revolts in in in, in parts of um, the sunni areas during the time of prime minister maliki's uh, um era that we saw this rise. What's the, of course, there's different narratives, um, and you're more read into this. What's the, what's the? And f- feel free to tell us both. What's the main two narratives with the rise of ISIS? Um,
1: w- w- one of the first narratives I'd say is is to do with um, the when the protest started. Uh, particularly if we had the uh, parts uh and bar shall we say mm-hmm. uh that were unhappy with the with the, with the government, particularly Nuri Maliki. Uh and then as you saw gradually the the, the protests got bigger, um Maliki was, was put in a situation regardless of which side of the story you're from was that he suppressed those protests mm-hmm. and as a result of that suppression one narrative is that this is where the the emergence of of, of Isis came from the retaliation from from Maliki's um suppression to these protests uh the, the the alternative narrative is that the Abu Musab al-Zaqawi from 2003 onwards was already in a situation where they had been going attacking Shias, we saw many beheadings of foreigners as well as Shias, but uh, the, the more focus was on the Shias and you can tell by zaqawi's rhetoric that it was was very much focused on, on, on Shia Muslims. Um, and that stimulated, now that vacuum that the US created, if you could say, the vacuum created from uh, the removal of Saddam, mm. created an environment where these groups were able to, to dominate that region. Um, now we, we fast track to a situation where they tried to implement something before uh, before the rise of ISIS. They had the Islamic State of Iraq, like you said. It wasn't in. It wasn't until the real conflict began in Syria that we saw the 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 vacuum in Iraq was created. Also in in Syria, and we kind of saw the the rise of ISIS in in Iraq, which was the the main. Capital and that's yeah. when they came back in, in into Mosul. Now there's a lot of um, technicalities and semantics you can go into, but ultimately, if I mean, w- if it's interesting, you said Trump said 1979, but that would be convenient for him to start there, whereas uh, most would start from 2003, which was when the U.S. bombed. Iraq and created the vacuum for these groups to kind of kind of rise. Like you, like we said, the alternative argument is that it was the the Iraqi government uh, and and the Syrian governments that played a negative role uh, towards uh, these communities that ended up uh, seeking arms. But um, I think that 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 notion of extremism was always there. Even even uh, during Saddam's time, he he suppressed uh, a, a lot of militant groups at the time, but. Um, right after 2003, you saw the, you saw the rise of these groups. And then obviously in, in Syria is when, is when things, um, you know, th- there was the, the law and order in the country was lost. And, and these groups were able to come into cities, into urban cities and, 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 and take over.
0: Yeah, you're right. We can't forget, obviously the role of uh, Jabhat al-Nusra, the Nusra Front who were involved in the fall of Raqqa uh in 2013 that, that happened um and as you mentioned 2013 was um where we saw so many extreme videos come out from syria uh and then that, that's when the, the 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 war started i feel in syria and then all of a sudden even though in um a lot of people did not know this, but a lot of the cities in Iraq, uh, even though the ISIS, a lot of people think started in 2014 in Iraq, but a lot of cities in Iraq um, had already fallen to ISIS unofficially in 2013, if not prior. Sheikh uh, uh, Khalid Al Mullah famously said that you know when, when when I asked him about Mosul again a Sunni scholar uh, from Basra uh, very involved uh, with, with, with what was happening uh, with ISIS uh, outspoken he I remember he when I asked him about Mosul falling in, in 2014 he said Mosul didn't fall in 2014 Mosul was never under control of mm. the from of, of the government from day 1 it's just 2014 is when they came out and said, you know, we're, 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 we're coming for you. And as you mentioned, they put their targets, their main targets as the Shias, the the rhetoric of of slowly uh, fighting the, the occupiers changed to uh, fighting the Rafadas and famously in the first speech when Abu Bakr took over Mosul was, I'm coming for Karbala and Najaf. Yeah. Uh, and this this is I, i'm i'm we're only bringing this up obviously because it gives us an introduction to the killing of the two main uh generals in this fight Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis and uh Qasim Sulaimani mm. um and let's talk about that in uh, June 10th June 2014 um ISIS declares its uh, Islamic State officially from Iraq. Uh, they uh, kill. Um, they start the the massacres with with spiker uh, I believe that's literally one or two days, eleventh, twelfth of June, and I'm being very uh, specific with with my dates. Eleventh, twelfth uh, June, 2014. They go into into Tikrit. Spiker happens where over 2000, I believe, you know, the numbers, sometimes 1700 cadets, mm. I'm, you know, from, from research, I, I believe it's more, I'm sure you, you you've read yeah, into yeah. this as well. And then uh, three days later, the fatwa comes out uh, by the marja'iya Grand Ayatollah Sayyid Ali Asistani issues a decree that for anyone capable uh, of carrying weapons. To go out and fight against ISIS and in, in 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 defense of their honor, dignity, families, homes, mosques, places of worship, and it wasn't even for for one group or one sect. Uh, and then this is when Abu Mahdi and Qasim Sulaimani's names sort of appear to those people that don't know them. Uh, how, how 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 where do they come about from?
1: I mean, th- th- there was many. Uh... Iraqi officials actually said it. Said once Mosul was uh, fell to ISIS, um, and while the Americans were actually um, going back into their bases and going back into the safe zones, uh, it was actually Soleimani that that came into Iraq and that helped us with intelligence. And That's he was, interesting. He was one of the first. And this didn't just come from Iraqi officials; it was actually, um, Kurdish officials and I think Barazani himself, who said who thanked Iran for their military support and their uh, intelligence support and you know you could you could say that it was for them as well because Iran Iran knew that the the threat to uh, to them was was a lot closer now now that ISIS had you know come to the gates of baghdad as as they kept saying so iran intervened with the with, with soleimani straight away uh, Abu mahdi muhandis and, and and the pmus at the time uh, the fatwa was what um, Really shifted things for the PMU. Um, PMU being Hajj al Shabi. Yeah, the Hajj al Shabi, the uh, the paramilitary forces, and it was uh, the fatwa itself that Abu Mahdi Muhandis when he says in in, in previous documentaries, that he went and found his uh, military clothing and then called up his 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 old friends that he that were also involved in the fighting against Saddam and yeah. said we're going to have to do something now the fatwa was presented and we saw an influx of uh, of people wanting to join the hashid uh, so much so that it couldn't be absorbed by the, by the by the Iraqi security forces and and it was actually absorbed by um frame, well, let's say framework of pmus that existed uh, and well and could absorb these these numbers uh, you know there many and there are some that attributed to salaam ali uh, and they were all loads of uh, groups that were, you know, absorbing voluntary Iraqis, uh, engineers, laborers, you know. Unemployed you know, people. Unemployed, yeah, who actually, uh, because of the fatwa, took up arms to to fight ISIS. And that was, uh, it was a slow process, which we saw some sort of re-emergence capturing areas back, Durf-Sakhir, for example, was a really important, especially yeah, for Shias because of the- pilgrimage. Closeness to Karbala. Uh, then you had uh, Amarli, which also was uh, vital. And that one was actually some of these conflicts themselves. The US forces were involved and were uh, aiding via um, airspace, air support. So it was actually air support by the by the US and it was Soleimani and Mohandis on the ground who were actually using their- yeah. um, yeah. using the pmus to, to to take over certain parts back from isis so you know we did see some sort of uh, i saw say, a clip, arrangement sorry to, just so i
0: don't forget i saw a clip um from the cnn i'll, pl- I'll probably share on my twitter as well later on um i saw a clip um on twitter of from cnn three years ago um and it was the reporters reporting, I don't know which area it was in Iraq that, you know, this area has been liberated. Th- and then, you know, w- with the aid of the Hajj al and then it, at one point it goes, and special thanks, all, sorry, not special thanks, all with the thanks to this man. And they put a picture of Suleimani up and they say, General Qasib Suleimani from Iran, who's a general. And this is sort of how I feel they introduced him. There's another article that I read again from, I, I believe Mehdi Hassan shared it or wrote it. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but he said something about that. F- three or four years ago, um, someone asked, a reporter asked Donald Trump. Who yeah, he didn't know who
1: he was. He didn't know who he was. He started talking about the Kurds. He said yeah, the Quds Force. And the Quds forces. Trump so, thought, um, the the Kurds, Force. Trump thought
0: the Kurds. Yeah, so. so he was unknown to a lot of a lot of people. Uh, of course, those that are in Iran and those that are more politically aware know who Qasem Soleimani is. Um, and I want to fast forward. Uh, you mentioned something very important that when some people were running away from from Iraq as the 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 the, the terrorist ISIS came in, that's when Qasem Soleimani emerged in Iraq. Famously, again, this is another very important point I want to make, which is. Uh, something I, I again, uh, verified in a video by the head of the Security and Defense Committee in Iraq mm-hmm. in 2014, uh, Hakim Zamili, his name is. Um, and he mentioned something. He said, I was I was the head of the Security and Defense Committee in Iraq. And in 2014, when when ISIS came uh, into Iraq, we went into the, the a meeting, a special meeting with the prime minister, uh, the interior minister, uh, and the... Um, uh, another mis- minister as well, um, uh, Wazir al and Wazir al Defense Minister and Interior Minister, uh, with the Prime Minister. And he was like, literally we asked ourselves, the first question we asked is, have we got the weapons and the, um, uh, the, the armor to fight these, these people, um, because they, 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 are they're quite strong as they, they had been from Syria and. They had weapons and they, they seize were capable, weapons, yeah. they seized weapons, they they were given weapons mm-hmm. <laughs> by certain people. Um, and he said, we sent out a, a letter or whatever it is to, to the Americans um, because they, 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 they've they got an agreement between them. I don't know what the agreement is, but basically an agreement that Iraq is under the, 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 the defense of America, if they ever to get attacked. And the Americans declined to offer any weapons. And he said, he literally, his words were that that's when Qasim Soleimani opened his uh, arms up for us and gave us the weapons that we needed. So, and as you mentioned, the Americans and Qasim Soleimani, many different sides fought together. Let's fast forward to the end of ISIS. How did uh, ISIS come to an end in Iraq?
1: Well, I mean, obviously the last part was, was, was Mosul, but you know, th- th- there were city by city, they were taken back. One of them, one of the first of Hijri al-Sakhar and Amali were, were, were taken <laughs> they went into, um, to Kreet, mm-hmm. uh and then Ramadi and then Fallujah. Now the Fallujah was more, this is where we saw the re-emergence of the Iraqi security forces, the forces, forces who yeah, were... Can't who forget their role. Yeah, who were, you know, they were the main group <clears throat> Entering the cities And then in the periphery Or the suburbs You had their Paramilitary forces And then Fallujah was taken back uh, Afterwards And then the big one Was, uh, was, was Mosul. Mosul And Mosul Was even a Contribution by the Peshmarga The contribution mm-hmm. by the Paramilitary forces The counterterrorism forces They came uh, together The, up, the yeah. US It was, it was all done by the uh, sorry the international coalition as well mm-hmm. who were involved uh, in, involved and that was by you know the, the once mosul was taken over in a way isis I mean till now isis exists but they exist as a back to a kind of guerrilla t- terrorist group that you know aren't really um, holding holding towns and cities so i mean that after the the, the defeat of isis you know the 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 argument Afterwards was what to do with the paramilitary forces? Uh-huh. What do we do with the al-Shaabi Do they embed <coughs> into the government? Do they um, do they you know become part of the security forces? Do they disband? But there was a law while the fighting was taking place. Just a reminder,
0: I believe it was November two thousand and fifteen or sixteen. There was a law that said the PMUs, the al-Shaabi are now part of the. Uh, military forces security The armed forces, forces Security yeah. forces in Iraq So th- there was a law that was
1: passed But importantly after they, That's when the confusion started you Yeah think. And then um, Also when it came into the general elections uh, w- w- Whether they would represent themselves Which they did In government Yeah they did And they um, I mean obviously because They, 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 they were instrumental in, in a lot of these fights uh, They I think they won the second most seats, I think it was forty eight seats, which is the Fatah alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hadi Amri, who, who 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 led them, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Sa'arun was was uh, Muqtada al-Sadr uh, and uh, the Communist Party and so on, who had slightly more fifty two seats. Um, and that was and, the, and that was the 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 political part of of what the hashid did, uh, which makes it a lot more complicated when we look at the airstrikes, for example, because um, it's it's an Iraqi official. That was also killed, yeah. um, As well as, as well as obviously Qasem Soleimani, uh, and so that's when that's why the 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 unintended consequences of 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 a U.S. airstrike and how it's unified Iraq uh, against the U.S. forces. I think I think it's a it's a compli- complicated complicated long term impact that um, that we have we're not seeing right now.
0: I I want to ask. Um,
1: obviously, this is I, this was just like a. I was going
0: to say a brief intro but we've gone into good details just again a reminder of of, of the great victory of um, of the Iraqi forces uh, uh, army security forces counter terrorism al Shabi, with the aid of uh general Qasim Sulaimani uh, were able to defeat ISIS uh, and then we had the Iraqi elections and as you mentioned um this is when I feel the, the, the shift in power happened where my, my, this is my own view that the Americans did not want more of the Hashid to be in government or more of the people that they felt were close to Iran, mm. even though they were fighting alongside Iran. Um, and this is when, uh, Things didn't
1: improve, I guess, in Iraq. I think everyone knew that when when, when ISIS was defeated, Mm. that the cracks will show. Right Mm -hmm. now, they were all unified in the hatred of ISIS. Mm -hmm. And and in a way you had the Kurds getting along with with, with the Iraqis that that was working together to defeat ISIS. Um, And even the Iranians and and the US indirectly working together to to topple ISIS. It was only when, when ISIS was gone was when we started seeing the the, the cracks yeah. between, especially if you, if you remember, not too long ago in 2017, in between um, the, the Iraq and the and the Kurds over Kirkuk, Kirkuk, and there was you know a breaking During point at one point between between. Um, when the Iraqi forces were coming back to regain Kirkuk, shall we say, and the, the Kurdish forces actually pulled out last minute, yeah, and uh, you know it, it was it was it was a, a point at which there could have been a conflict, but it was the cracks that emerged after ISIS, which was which was the biggest issue for Iraqis.
0: Which brings us to again, I, I we were going through this very fast, and there's much more details, but it's just because we want to get to the to the main part of this, this hopefully this podcast, and we might need to do a part two, but. Um, in 2019, end of, or the elections happened in 2018, um, as you mentioned, we won, but things were not improving for the layman Iraqi, for the people were not getting, unemployment was rising, the electricity wasn't good. You know, all these problems that we, a lot of us as Iraqis, we we understand and we feel because we whenever we go to Iraq, whenever we speak to our relatives, we know how it is. There's no, there's no real improvement. As the Iraqis say, uh, the 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 people since 2003, which is not true, obviously, but they feel there isn't real improvement with the rise. I feel of social media and them seeing, this is a point that I made the other day that they, them seeing all the so, or some of the countries around them, especially in the Gulf, living at, uh, what they see, obviously, a better uh, level of, of 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 standard living, mm-hmm. and they 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 they've got they, they've got fed up. We've had protests um, the last couple of months uh, which have been called and supported by, by the Marja'iyah that the, the, as long as they're peaceful protests, uh, asking for your rights, this is something that is your right, that you must go out and, and ask for your right as long as it's done peacefully. Um, sadly, of course, the government did not take that while. There was killings of, of certain people um, Protesters, innocent people were killed, innocent people lost their lives, uh, which is a sad state of affairs for Iraq, but you know, I feel like every time things are getting better, something happens. Mm. And um, let's just look at the last few days uh, because I want to look at this specifically. Um, the, the the last few days before the assassination of uh, General Qasim Sulaimani. And deputy head of uh, the Hajj al-Shaabi, uh, Abu Mahdi al muhandis and whoever's with them, uh, we had first a, f- a few attacks on Hajj al um, according to Adil Abdul Mahdi, some done by uh, Israel and some done by the United States.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the, the attacks on 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 Hashid uh, or the paramilitary forces were also Strikes. in 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 conflict with whether there there was a us contractor that was killed i'm not sure uh, sorry yeah well, we I skipped that yeah. yeah of course so the a US. the the argument was that the us contractor was killed yeah and that uh, there was a response on the hashid uh, pot- potentially disproportionate in that because the hashid didn't um didn't take um, you know ownership of, of of the US contractor they denied that they 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 were involved in this but anyway the the US forces responded and i think killed about 30 uh 30 of the of the paramilitary forces and that's when the the these paramilitary hashid group shall we say went to protest uh, outside the US embassy um and it was that kind of Retaliation Which by the way the, the, the Iraqi government Has been trying very hard To kind of Act as a Partner for Iran And the US uh, In reality They know they cannot You know Side with Iran Completely Or side with the US Completely And they kind of Did a good job During the The ISIS times That you know Being yeah. able to, yeah. to Work that we in the relationship middle. Well yeah. And I think it was At this point Where the shift Happened And The the hashid's you know the, the killing of of the hashid forces i think angered uh, the hashid leadership there was a protest movement that went directly outside the us embassy and it was this escalation um which uh, which eventually led to the, the death of qasim Suleimani and uh, and abu mahdi now i'm not sure if that's if this, some people have said that this was pre-planned, that the 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 Soleimani death was planned well before the, 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 pro- the US embassy protest Well before these issues And that the decision had already been taken the, the,
0: I've, I've been listening to a lot of analysts And a lot of people Commentators speaking about this That some suggest Like you've just mentioned That, the, that these protests sort of Was the last straw For the Americans That Hashidan have now uh, Committed a crime yeah. Overstepped Whatever you want to call it By attacking our, our embassy Where you know so obviously, for those people that don't know, the the American embassy in Baghdad is the biggest uh, American embassy anywhere in the world. Yes, it's a fortress. They couldn't
1: even get into it, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people
0: don't know that. It that was just the outside walls. Mm. Um, and others say no, that uh, I've heard uh, someone um, on one of the Arabic channels mention that uh, Suleimani's name had come up according to his sources, a few times during the uh, in meetings with the administration of Trump and they had wanted to take to take him out, but they just wanted needed the right time. Um, I just wanna bring this up before we move forward to the, to the actual assassination, which is the, this proxy war. A lot of people uh, have spoken about this. This proxy war that's taken place between the US and uh, Iran, in
1: in Iraq, what's your what's your take on that? The, I mean, I don't want to go into. There's so many issues to go into that that resulted in the proxy wars. The 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 the, the nuclear deal, we say, contributed to yeah. uh, diffusing the situation between the U.S. and Iran. Um, it was when. Uh, it was when the the nuclear deal was uh, taken off the table or, or or let's say the u.s withdrew out of the nuclear deal uh, and then applied sanctions on Iran. And it was those, shall we say crippling sanctions on Iran that I feel that the 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 the, the, uh, the, the Iranian leadership um, kind of went pushed into the proxy into further proxy. Conflicts. Uh, I think there was a Saudi oil tanker, or yeah, yeah, there was two issues. drones. American. I'm not sure if they took um, ownership of, of it, but they. Uh, it seemed as though it was had likely come from Iran, and uh, the the counter argument is that the Iranians are crippled because of these sanctions, um, and you know the the ability to get food and medicine. It is a struggle in Iran. Yeah. I think Zarif was saying yesterday that you know they've had twenty kids or twenty children that have died as a result of not having the right medicine or not being able to to get medicine. And also, I mean, the, it's obvious that that region uh, relies on selling oil, re- relies on selling its 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 oil and gas and so on. And the, one of the sanctions is that Iran cannot sell their oil and cannot sell. To anyone else, not just to the US or to it, it sanctioned them so they can't sell. So, anyone doing business with Iran uh, okay. could also get in, uh, trouble. Get in trouble. So, uh, Iran were in a difficult situation, and the proxy wars, even if we ignore this topic, the proxy wars in Syria obviously, because um, Iran has sided with President Assad as. President Assad sided with Iran, by the way. No one mentions this. In the Iran-Iraq war, it was Syria, the only country that actually stood with Iran in the night between 1980 and 1989. So there's a relationship there. And then also um, you've got Yemen, you have- um, The involvement the, in Lebanon maybe as well? Uh, well, the, 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 obviously the, the the Hezbollah. And then you have, um, uh, obviously in, in Iraq itself. So the, the, the proxy conflicts, uh, which is- the way that the U.S. and Iran have been dealing with each other, to be honest with you, there hasn't been a direct yeah, conflict. This is the first, and this was the first that kind of raised the stakes, or Trump took it to another level, shall we say?
0: Just as you mentioned the the, the Iran deal, the, the Iran actually was abiding uh, by abiding by the the, yeah, yeah. the the deal till two days ago,
1: till or and, three, and, three and, days ago. And he'd um, he'd agreed to it. He, he'd known that they had there, there, there was no. Um, Issue with the actual um, Iranians abiding by the deal It was just that He thought it was a bad deal And his obsession with Obama And wanting to unwind What Obama's done um, Resulted in, in in him Pulling out the deal um, I don't But yeah go- They're still abiding by yeah. it And Zarif said They are still going to Abide by it Till, till its end okay. so Even till now Even though there's been Some reports are saying That they want to pull out Okay. But sorry, reassured them that they're still okay. abiding by
0: it. You mentioned Yemen, Lebanon, um, Syria. I, I I mean I don't want to go into each one. Each one's a different story. Mm. You know, you mentioned Syria again. A lot of people know that Iran were involved in in Syria. Yemen with the Houthis with their war um, with the Saudis. Iran, mm. you know, are involved uh, with uh, with the with Hezbollah. The support of Hezbollah again. Iran are involved. I don't want to go into each one because each one we, you have to do a different. Um, I just want to ask a, a, a devil's advocate question: Why are Iran involved in in these places? Um, you know, shouldn't they let the people whoever the the people in that country do their own thing? And why is it, is their involvement? And again, this probably brings in
1: Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, there's arguments and counter arguments for each. I mean, yeah. even if you look at Lebanon itself, there is a Party block which is supported by the Saudis and there's a party block which is supported, supported by, by the Iranians. It, yeah. So it's like a regional conflict between Iran and Saudi that's taking place in these countries now. Hezbollah emerged as a result of the Israeli conflict, as a result of you know Israel going into South Lebanon, and, and you know that that's another topic for another day. But they are Hezbollah funded or supported mm. by uh, by the it's Iranians, great. and it was that group that kind of were able to expel the Israelis out and and so on, but that's a ongoing conflict there. Um, again, the Saudis are involved there with, with the March 13 group and, and, and they fund a particular group on that side. You have you have Syria, I mean, Syria, the- The, the, the whole world turned against the whole Syria. World's, yeah, the whole world's involved in Syria. So, you know, yeah. it's not just the Iranians, it's just that the Iranians took the side of the government. Yeah, and, and everyone else. And, and, and in a way you could say we were, were more effective, um, on the ground and as a result and, you know they they they've been, they've been able to support Assad and keep him know, in power keep him in power so you know that that's that's you know there's arguments and counter arguments there there are people who who are, who who are against the iranians and there are people who are, who are with the iranians on on that side and then obviously iraq was the the, the biggest issue uh if, I mean, politically, they exist as a geopolitical neighbor, but the biggest issue was obviously the rise of ISIS and the fatwa and and so on. That um, I think the Iranians became more involved in in supporting Iraq logistically, uh, and then obviously the growth of the Hashid um, meant that they were able to form a political um, political party, and that party is probably shall we say pro pro Iran compared to, to pro US and so on, and so they're, they're involved in these uh, in these Little conflicts with uh, with other countries, uh, and, and therefore the, they they have a presence on the ground, and and that's where the the, the issues are continuing to um, shall we say continue through the years. For, and you know we've seen the Houthis currently in, in war with uh, Saudi, uh, the, the obviously the Syrians still in conflict by the way in Idlib with the rebels, uh, and then Lebanon in conflict with with, uh, with Israel, and and so it's uh, it's an ongoing situation.
0: Let's go to the <clears throat> on um, on the, the Thursday, uh, the third, was it the second of January? Uh, mm. Thursday, uh, which was the, the the day that we, we Thursday the second yeah. of January, the early hours of the Friday the third in Iraq. Yeah, uh, we had uh, the news of the assassination mm. um, of General Qasim Soleimani and Abu Mahdi al muhandis <clears throat> um again a, a big shock uh for Iraqis uh they saw these two men especially uh Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis he became a uh, what we can say a, a hero in Iraq uh the fact that he did not also enter the elections after the the the, the fall of ISIS made him even a, a bigger hero we all know Abu Mahdi did not Take a seat in in government. Even after the the after the fall of ISIS, he continued to support the Hashid. And he in in one interview I saw when they asked him about the Hashid, he said the Hashid will not um, the the will work under the, the the Iraqi government. We'll take our orders from uh, those in charge, but we won't leave Iraq because um, you never know what could happen, and we, we were all, we were prepared. So he became a, a hero in Iraq uh, to. I'd say general Iraqis that know um, what happened with the ISIS uh, victory, they know who Abu Mahdi is. And uh, we saw the thousands uh, of people come out for his funeral um, on social media. I saw the people sorrow and sadness over the killing um, of Abu Mahdi for muhandis uh, General Qasim Sulaimani again, we saw the, the millions mm. come out in Ahwaz, Mashhad, uh, Tahran, Qom, and then his uh, final resting place. Kerman. Um, the millions come out. We saw the sadness of Walayat Al-Faqih Sayyid Ali Khamenai when he, at the, at the funeral procession, we actually saw his tears. So it, it, it affected the Iranians. Personally, should, Personally for, Khamenei, be, yes. for for for, for Sayyid Ali Khamenei it was, and then we saw, uh, importantly again, the I mentioned this just I'll pass over it, the letter of condolences from Grand Ayatollah Sayyid Ali Sistani to Grand Ayatollah Sayyid Ali Khamenei over the death of, uh, General Qasem Soleimani, and he mentioned that, uh, his sacrifice <clears throat> in the war against ISIS cannot be forgotten by the Iraqi people. Um, these two men, uh, no doubt, are loved, supported by the majority of, of Shi'as, majority of Iraqis and Iranians. <clears throat> How do you think? First, and I, I want to mention this, and that you know the sovereignty of Iraq was was broken when when the Americans had uh, um, had the strike against these two men with whoever they were. Uh, th- there's an agreement between Iraq and the US that um, they're supposed to be defending Iraq mm-hmm. instead of killing the the head the, the head of the of the of the PMUs as well as his guest. And thirdly, and again, th- I refer to Prime Minister Adel Abdel Mahdi, who says that General Qasim Soleimani came to me upon my request, and I was supposed to meet him. Uh, that's very important, I think, to note. And secondly that uh, his administration had got, had received a call from the Trump administration saying that we want you to intermediate for us and the Iranians. And that's what was happening. I only mentioned this and I wanna take your take on it because uh, the media at the moment, uh, whoever's upset or sad with the killing of Abu Mahdi or mm-hmm. Qassem Soleimani is being branded a terrorist sympathizer. Is being uh, had question marks on him, uh, and it's as if uh, I feel the media are shifting the the way of thinking of people uh, about these two men, or especially just about Qasim Suleimani to a way would they, which w- they want to us to think, um, whereas we they don't show their, the, the the different side what's your take on uh, firstly uh, the, the the actual assassination and secondly the way that it's being portrayed who this who these people are
1: I mean, the, the, it, it, the 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 difficulty is seeing things from a different lens and i think a lot of people especially when you're talking about different cultures different societies uh, find it difficult to see what where the other person is looking at things from mm-hmm. uh, if you look at iraqis themselves like you said Abu Maidan Muhendis is a symbol of national resistance shall we say you know he defeated uh, he was involved in fighting Saddam Saddam Hussein he was involved in fighting I- ISIS and therefore there is a sort of respect for 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 someone who's been involved in conflicts uh, to protect the country and therefore you know even his death uh, like you said cuz he wasn't politically involved um there there's a lot of respect for for Mohandes and, 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 and for what he's done in these conflicts, um, the same goes for Iran and 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 the, and the way they perceive uh, Qasem Soleimani as a general and the IRGC commander. There is a lot of nationalism or a lot of national respect for someone who is actually risking his life to fight uh, and and defend and defend uh, defend Iran. And therefore, when you look at it from this angle, it 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 means that it means something completely different to these uh, to to the the people of those countries uh, i think the struggle for for people is is that the the narrative that that's dictated by the media is that this person is a terrorist and therefore this person has killed us forces or uh, you know sold weapons that a group bought off that country and therefore he's responsible for, or indirectly responsible for killing US forces. Um, but the question remains, wh- why would, if that was the case, why now, you know, you know, the, the, they were working with these guys uh, to defeat IS, you know. If you look at where Abu Mahdi Muhandis is based, he's based in the green zone, uh, right in front of the British embassy, you'd be surprised how close they all are to each other. So, the, you know, the, the, they would, be able to walk there, you know. Th- there was no issues, and therefore, the 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 reason that they did it now is 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 th- there are underlying reasons that some people presume have to do with Trump personally. Is it to do with impeachment? Is it to do with you know um, the issue he's got with uh, with with some u- Ukraine emails or to do with elections?
0: The elections coming up. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you know that's the question that that remains. But in terms of looking at it, or, or um, why these people sympathize with him, or why these people are upset, why are the millions of Iranians, you know, crying for Qasem Soleimani, Sulaim, why are the millions of Iraqis crying for Omadi Mohandas? That is something that I think you need to um, try to understand as opposed to try to uh, ridicule <coughs> or try to lose sense of, because you're looking at things from a different lens and a different angle. and. You know there are many U.S. forces involved. Uh, you know that have been involved in the killing of uh, of Iranian soldiers or Iranian civilians, or, or Iraqi soldiers or Iraqi civilians. Um, but to uphold that uh, that narrative that he he's a he's a terrorist while you are still working with him, and then eventually you you go on to 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 kill him. I think there um, there is a kind of um, contradiction in, in 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 the way that U.S. The, the the U.S. forces. Have worked with with the Hashid uh, or worked with the with the Iraqi government and 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 the like you said the sovereignty issue is is a big one for Iraqis in particular because not only was Qasem Soleimani killed but it was uh, an Iraqi deputy head of the paramilitary forces and that's why you know the the, the parliament reconvened to try to yeah. expel the the U.S. forces and that's still an ongoing issue. The incident. Uh
0: caused outrage in Iraq with, especially with uh, the Shia side of the government. Um, as, as you mentioned, the, 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 after the, I think uh, the, the second day, the parliament uh, on the Saturday or the Sunday, the parliament uh, um, held a meeting uh, and a bill was passed. Now the which uh, which was vo- or a bill was voted for, which was to ask or, uh, you know, it's got a few points uh, for Iraqis to um, ask all foreign uh, troops to, to leave Iraq. And that's the, obviously the main point. Um, firstly, the question is, is this bill binding? Knowing that the Iraqis invited the Americans uh, to have mm-hmm. a base in Iraq, can they now ask them to
1: leave? Well, I mean, there's conflict about whether, whether it's binding or not. Some are saying it is, some are saying it isn't. The the, the issue I think remains um, is Iraqis that voted for that uh, bill where almost all Shia, apart from a few Sunnis, maybe a, few, a couple of Kurdish MPs, the, the the Sunni MPs and the Kurdish MPs didn't really get involved in that. Some of them yeah, didn't show up. Uh, and that was still, the even though the, because of the... Because of the demographics of, of, of the region and, and the the populations, the the Shi'as uphold the most number of MPs, and they had the, the numbers to to pass. What? Um, now, of course, some some are unhappy because you know the, the it's unfair, shall we say, for 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 the Shi'as just to take this decision decision without the without the Sunnis, without the Kurds, um, and so at the moment it seems as though the we are still not. Clear whether the US forces have, have asked to withdraw. Um, there is a letter, I'm not sure if you saw that leaked letter that came out, and now that yeah, someone no, denied think, it, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. They didn't say it was it was fake, they said it was poorly worded or it was a, it was a mistake. It shouldn't have been yeah. sent out. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's still up in the air with this. And um, the sentiment, though, the public opinion has changed. And I think most Iraqis want US forces out. Uh, and that's that's the unintended consequence. That's the worry for for uh, for the Trump government. I mean, what, did they foresee this? Did they think about the potential for uh, the unity of Iraqis or the unity of Iranians or, or the unity of both in wanting the U.S. forces out? And and that voice, I think, will echo across the Middle East. I don't think it will just stay in Iraq there will be a voice that would want the US forces out of, out of West Asia as a result of taking sovereignty and, and, and just, you know, killing people with impunity, with drones and so on, and not respecting the, the the sovereignty of the country.
0: Yes, you're definitely right. I think there is a shift that people in Iraq, especially, uh, want the US troops out again, whether this bill if passed by the Prime Minister is Biden going on again? There was the leaked letter. There's a, there is a lot of confusion, I guess, mm-hmm. at the moment, and hopefully we'll we'll find out what's what's happening in the next upcoming weeks. What I will say for those that are listening, for those that are interested, things aren't going to escalate as some might think it is. Um, people that thought of thought, thought start of the world war, mm. people that thought, oh, this is going to be. Things are going to be, I feel, very uh, slow. I think it will carry on uh, these proxy wars, but um, two main incidents. I know we've spoken about a lot, and we haven't really covered them properly. I get, I guess, because we've spoken about different stuff. We saw the, the 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 massive numbers of people, as I mentioned, at the at the funeral of General Qasim Soleimani, and. Uh, Abu mahdi al-Muhandis, the shuhada. Um And then we see the Iranians' first strike. Again, uh, questions raised about it with the Iraq sovereignty coming up. Uh, and I'll mm. leave that question to you because the, from, based on your research that the Iraqis were informed of this strike.
1: Mm. Um, what's your take on the strike, uh, Yeah. I mean the strike was interesting the strike happened off before the sulaimani was buried so it was a symbolic move and i think it's uh, much more meaningful to iranians that they did that to say that we, we we're doing this while you're here before we bury you um, Interesting point. and the the strikes were yes uh it seems as though they had, they had told the iraqi government uh, and i believe that they notified the us so um there's, there's many ways you can look at it. One way is that Iran just wanted to um, cause maybe uh, damage, but not really cause any casualties. Um, it was to respect Iraq's sovereignty. The idea that the Iranians will tell the Iraqis and the Iraqis won't tell the US would put Iraqis in a difficult position. So telling the Iraqis uh, Iraqis would, would have to tell. And uh, the Iranians I, I knew this, I guess. I, I believe, yeah. I, I think uh, it was more the knowing... How Iranian policy works and they usually play the long game. This seemed to be more of a symbolic move. This seemed to be they don't usually retaliate with emotions. They usually retaliate and through the proxy means, like you said. And so this was more of a to save face, shall we say? Um it was it didn't cause no casualties. They alerted the 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 Iraqis, who alerted the US. And it was just saying that, you know, this is more of a warning. This is more of we could um hit your positions and this is to, you know, retaliate or to respond to, to, to the killing of Qasem Soleimani. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it could have escalated. Um, Hopefully we, you know, for the world, for for the, for the civilians in Iraq and Iran and the region, we wouldn't want to see another conflict that that will cause, because the biggest losers here will be the Iraqis and Iranians, the civilians. And that's something that no one wants. You know, we, we do want Kind of situation where we can, you know, Iraq can prosper and and Iran can prosper.
0: I think yeah, that's very important to always call for the for the peaceful situation, for the peaceful sorry solution. Um, I I've said this uh, uh, the the that a few times before when people asked me about the the assassination, that um, no matter how sad or upsetting it may be, um, that we have. Leaders uh, that will always choose the wise choice or the wise option. Uh, Grand Ayatullah Sayyid Ali Sistani has called in his fatwa, uh, in his sorry, in his uh, statement on the on, during the Friday sermon, called for people to be calm, uh, to be uh, patient. Uh, you know, we don't want again. There, there, there are people as well that are that. Are, are, are still protesting, and now I feel maybe the the protests in Iraq could get out of hand with 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 some supporting Iran, others saying no, we actually now support the U.S., mm. um, and that's why it's important that for the for the unity of 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 the people, for the unity of, to, of, of 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 for not risking people's lives, mm. uh, the, the best option is to be calm and and collected and 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 patient um, and brings me to the, again, I'm, I'm moving on quickly because we're coming up to the end of this podcast and hopefully we'll, we'll probably have to do one in the next few weeks with, with, the, with what, whatever happens. Um, Trump uh, speech uh, after the Iranian attack. Uh, what's your take on that? It
1: was like a short speech. I think what's interesting is that it was really short uh, and straight to the point and he could see that he's de escalating. I think he's taking advantage of the situation and that mm. there hasn't been any casualties on the US side. Um, yeah, according to and you. there's an election coming up and if there were casualties to the to, to any u.s forces i think that will look negatively to his own uh base and to his own support uh he's attacking obama and you know the obsession with obama continues even till today um but it's it seems like he's de-escalating and and, and it's really what happens next you know the the, the iranians usually don't Attack directly They, they work through, through proxy means Are they going to de-escalate Is there going to be any difference In wanting the US forces out of Iraq You know the influence of the of the Iranians in Iraq And one of the biggest things You know we got to consider Iraq in this situation Is of that, course. Is that the, the, the political situation in Iraq Is that People no longer see things as Sunni Shia Kurdish. There is an issue with the elite in Iraq. There's an issue with the with with with, with the people and the government. There's a dis, dissociation there, and a 44 percent turnout for an election mm-hmm. that is already True. alarm bells ringing, and and therefore these protests, you know, some of them are anti Hashid, anti government, anti Iran, and now you've got the pro Iran voices that have really strengthened. It, it, it could really get into a situation where, where where you could cause a civil war in the country so perhaps de-escalation for for, for the region especially in, in Iraq would, would be the the best thing and I think for Iranians for the Iranians as well they know that um with, with the crippling sanctions a direct war is not is not for them and perhaps a proxy the proxy means of of, of defeating the U.S is probably there the way that they'd like to go I agree. I feel that the the, the mission of,
0: of those that um, know that the U.S.'s role has sort of, I feel, and even again from, from telling from Trump's statement, the fact that he mentioned he wants NATO involved, shows that they sort of want to pull out of the region. Um, now, again... Or the, of Iraq at least, or out of I mean, Iraq e- at e- least. E-
1: even the anti, the anti, um, the anti-Iran voices, shall we say, in Iraq, yeah. are yeah. not necessarily pro-U.S. Of course, they, they're very careful to say, okay, yeah, we don't want Iranian influence, but we don't want the U.S. influence. Of you'll, you'll find very few voices in Iraq that want U.S. Yeah, influence. the it, And I'd say the same for, for, for Sunnis as well, who, who who do who don't want any involvement in. in I that. think that's the
0: major problem of again. This is a, a different podcast, but or a different topic, sorry, is that um, the Iraqis feel that since 2003, it's not Iraqis that are governing them. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally with the idea that there is too much involvement from neighboring countries, plus there's too much involvement from foreign states with the Iraqi politics. And that's that's what I think has crippled our government uh, that's what's made things, I feel, get worse. That's why a simple decision of, 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 for example, I call it simple, of, 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 of uh, the penalty, uh, penal code against those that have committed serious crimes against uh, civilians cannot be taken without the, a really long procedure. Uh, you know The the prisons in Iraq uh, Again Are full with With terrorists But you know th- Why are they still there You know All these little things I think Have resulted in Other countries Involvements in Iraq And Hopefully It's a It's a, it's a new, new New step uh, Forward for Iraq That we can get a government if if there if there's new uh, elections coming up which a lot of the protesters have called for early elections we can get a government that cares about its people um, final final question um how do you see this 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 thing going um
1: in the next few weeks at least or, or months I think in the short term uh, for for Iran um the the support for the for the Iranian government at least cuz there was protests there as well mm-hmm. and i think now there's a much more unified approach to um to to how they see things especially when trump made made a comment like i will attack cultural sites and i think that not only did that when the wasn't just the religious iranians it was it was the nationalist iranians it was yeah, cuz it's a it's a crime yeah, yeah and and as as a result they, they, they've unified um, I think the the Iranian government are going to be in a position where they will try to maintain influence in the region uh, by their proxy means. I think Iraq um, in the next in in the next few weeks, the next few days, we'll see whether they can they can try to push for the U.S. withdrawal. And I think they're trying to do it in a way where they don't, um, you know, you get the, sanctions imposed uh, on them. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's. it's iraq i think i think iraq is probably the most delicate in this situation because whether whether there is a war whether there isn't iraq is still unstable in in a sense and that's that's it's very difficult to diagnose what the outcome is with the protesters with the political situation with the us forces with the iranians uh with the iranian influence in, in 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 iraq uh it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult next few days. And I think that's why we'll probably have to have a completely updated podcast with completely n- new topics. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll see some sort of uh, stability in, in that region.
0: Well, thank you for joining me on such last uh, minute notice. Uh, it's just, as I mentioned, um, the last few days have been very hectic and we thought we might give our listeners a, a podcast where they can uh, try and understand um, things from a different angle, a different lens to what maybe they're listening to on the news or what they're watching on on, on certain um news channels. Uh, so hopefully that, that will give them a better understanding. Our final message and my final message from the progeny podcast is that we pray for the safety of everyone uh, in the Middle East and everyone actually around the world and we'll pray for those uh, martyrs that uh, gave their lives for the liberation and the freedom of people and inshallah we'll see you in the next progeny podcast